So. Hello, does it work now? Yeah, it seems like to be. <laughs> um, is this the input? Yeah, it should be the input. Yeah, it is actually the input. Let's see if in the settings. So now it is actually the input. Sorry for sorry for doing that, but I have to. Yeah, um, because it's the fastest way to see if it's actually the phone that's uh, going to be recorded and not like you know the uh, internal microphone of of the MacBook itself. But let's see. No, it should be fine like this. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast and as you can see today we are on another website and this website is called thepowermoves.com so everything written together um, and then .com and this is actually a site I found just by by accident like today I was just um, you know browsing some summary sites to see if there are you know uh, another ones um, because with the samuelthomasdavis.com website this is an absolutely great website do not get me wrong but you know um, as you go through all these summaries you then just be like yeah I, I wonder if there is something else and you know I was just looking through a little bit and then I was actually reading um, the first book on this website I was reading I, I do not remember it was today in the train but then I was reading uh, Marcus Aurelius' uh, Meditation, which seems to be a pretty great book and I may cover it as well. And um, the good thing about this website is that he or she or they or whatever is making these summaries just um, categorizes all these books and then gives them ratings, which means that, um, you know, this is actually a book that got a pretty high rating, um, but, um, you know, uh, as before, I was going through it a little bit, and I was seeing that there must be quite a lot of uh, translating today. Um, but the thing is, I don't really want to be like, yeah, uh, I can't go through the summary because, you know, I do not have the words or the vocabulary to do this. And this would be, I would be a piece of shit for doing that, because I just, you know, do not give you the experience or give you the the fun of, you know, talking with me about this book or just, you know, yeah, just giving you the value. It would be, I would be a piece of shit. Do not get me wrong. And uh, you may wonder that I uh, actually have the old setup set up um, right now again, even though I said that the camera uh, quality is such a piece of shit. Yeah, it's a such a piece of shit. But the thing is, with the iPhone, it's not that better. And so I was deciding, yeah, <clears throat> either I have, you know, a slightly better video quality or, um, you know, I have a decent audio quality. And I think with the iPhone, um, you know, you get really great quality. So I have an iPhone 5S, just, you know, a pretty shitty old one. It's working like shit, nothing is working, I have no storage, everything. Um, but the thing is, the audio is quite great. And mm, I'm sorry to might, you know, be a little bit spitting or just have a lot of mm, fluid in my mouth, which may create uh, some shitty sounds. 
<laughs> today a little shit here but um we actually have to start with the book because it is a pretty long one at my point of view so let's start with the bullet summary which are just you know a few um, you know key uh, key insights of the book we like to perceive a positive and congruent image of ourselves and we will go to great length to ensure it which is totally true you you know we all want to think about us as positive people and this is also something that reminds me uh, on how to win and how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie um, where he was um, talking about a few stories about a really you know really um dangerous criminals and also murderers and or murder i do not know it every time but the thing is um he was talking about them and the funny thing about all of them was that they all thought that they didn't do anything wrong anything even though they just killed 16 17 people just you know just like like it's nothing and they all was were like you know it wasn't my fault um which you know plays into this hands that we just you know want to image or see ourselves as positive beings even though we aren't actually and the second one is to pursue the knowledgeable audience present both sides of the argument uh, present one for ignorant audiences and then i was just thinking about like yeah um you should really know that i do not know shit you know i am on my journey with you and um, if I say something, it's just because I'm thinking about it or it's, um, you know, some kind of um, experience I made or something out of a book that I've read, um, you know, in my time of reading books. And so, you know, I really don't want you to take everything for sure and everything like seriously. I am serious, yeah, but um, most of the time. And... Um, but I really want to let you know that I'm not the one to to follow yet. I'm someone who is working with you, not, you know, like I'm not pretty much above you. You know, it's, you know, yeah, I think you got that. Because it's, it seems for me a little bit often that, um, especially on Instagram, that I may um, seem like a person that's, you know, I achieved everything, knows such a lot of shit and I don't know, whatever. Um, but the thing is, I'm in my making, I'm just building myself up and I'm building myself up through all these summaries I'm reading. Um, what I'm doing here is, yeah, you can see it just as a business and, uh, you know, something I just do and something that I just love to do. Um, but I'm not an expert yet in, you know, in a lot of fields. I may be good in some fields. I, you know, do not really want to fuck myself, but um, yeah. And the third one is to inoculate people from pers persuasion, present a small persuasion attempt that people can refute, a bit like a vaccination shot. And I definitely, can I? I cannot even think. Am I not able to? Just have to reload it again. Because it seems like I'm I'm not able to, to copy anything, to copy anything. Um, yeah, maybe let's see if I can you know <laughs> take out my hacker 
some sort of um, no this is not like what I meant um, yeah this is it just see and I have to make it a little bit bigger this is some sort of you know if there are websites that you know do not let you uh, do not let you um, copy anything just can go into this copy this and then reload it again as as a normal site to just you know most of the time you can just make a right click and then click on developer tools or inspect object or some things like that and then you can actually um, grab the text of the site even if they do not really want you to do this um, Oh, okay, I do not get it anyways. It's, it's most of the time it's actually like that that, um, that I do not know it, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, this should be fine. I'm just a little bit worried about if you actually can see everything on the screen here, um, so on the left side, um, because the text may be, you know, a, you know, really, really small. But let's go to the full summary. Um, so this is just something from the author, the first paragraph here. Social psychologic, oh, psychology, sorry. Elliot Aronson defines social psychology as the influences that people have upon the beliefs, feelings and behavior of others. We like to think highly of ourselves. One of our major goals as human beings is to maintain and enhance a positive view of ourselves. And the thing is, uh, often we view ourselves a little bit better or yeah a little bit better or more positive when other people are thinking about us more positive or better um, this is actually then something why we actually buy shit that actually we do not care about just to impress other people so that they like us or they get impressed by us so that we get more impressed by ourselves and this is just what I'm thinking about and this might be you know, even a point, and it would make sense. The self-serving bias is such an example. We think that other success is often because of situational circumstances, but we think our success is because of disproportional qualities we have. And that's actually true. And I definitely have to keep attention to those things. But um, because what I gain through how to win friends and influence people is just, you know, a little bit more... Um, you know, keeping attention to what people are saying, how people are acting, and just, you know, uh, being a listener, just, you know, observing these things and society and, um, you know, also, which is pretty important uh, on social media for me, because through listening, and this is, yeah, again, something that's Gary Vee talking about, um, listening is such an important thing, because without listening, you cannot know what um, people are into what um, will be maybe the next trend, what um, think the people that may be interesting for you and for your company or for your business, what they are thinking or um, what they find important or um, what they think is lit or is just a piece of shit or whatever. Um, listening is important. Um, and yeah, most of the time, 
people are just talking and aren't listening also in you know social interactions which um yeah is something i've been talking about as well um but it's pretty important at my point of view we just all talk but nobody ever listens and this is a shitty thing to do at my point of view because listening just you know um being interested in the other person you're talking with is uh, you know can make incredible changes aronson so the conformity and individuality or individuality but basically we take credit for the good and deny the bad and that's true Aronson defines conformity as a change in a person's behavior or opinions as a result of real or imagined pressure from a person or group of people. So this is then uh, conformity. In the face of conformity pressure, individuals tend to avoid voicing their dissent. On occasions, individuals go with the flow of the majority, even when they when they otherwise have strong personal reservations. Depending on the situations, individuals might even deny what seem incontrovertible evidence of the truth if the group does the same. Solomon Edge experiments on line lengths, which seems to be a link to another book. Uh, over the course of 12 judgment or over the course of 12 judgment yeah read that right three quarters of the individuals conformed at least once with the majority even in the face of clearly wrong opinions you know that that makes totally sense um, because i would say you know if just you know that a lot of people are doing certain things and you know somebody asks you a question and you have you know three answers of them so a b and c and you know that a lot of people are just taking c uh you might be like yeah um if i get this right if not um i will always invite you to just you know write down in the comment that you know on minute 12 you was talking shit because this and that and this meant actually this and uh, not that so what you, you get what i mean um, because the thing is, um, I um, can really benefit from that and also, which is more important, the people that are watching the videos. Because hopefully they will go down in the description, um, at least now when I'm saying it, that I'm not actually sure. Um, so please go down in the description and see if anybody has written something down there um, or instead I would or will just um, talk about this or write it down in the description or something if I see it or like the post so that it is you know uh, up in the upper half of the comment section but um yeah if if you see that a lot of people just took the answer c you will probably be like yeah um somebody might have known the answer so i will take this one um if this was meant brain scans showed a lot of activity in the amygdala amygdala among the people who resist, the amygdala is associated with pain and emotional discomfort, telling us that going against the group is painful, which you know, which is interesting. Yeah, factors that increase conformity. There are many factors which can increase our decrease, decrease or increase uh, conformity, including uh, anonymity of the group, three people in the group, same effects as groups of sixteen. Um, 
which means that it doesn't make any sense if there are three people in it or 16. Perseverance or presence or absence of other dissenters. It is a pity that I can't actually you know, take the text. It's a little bit bothering me. Uh, prior commitment to the truth, only 6% con conformed, conformed versus 25% without commitment. Accountability, accountability, people held accountable for accuracy had less conformity. Requests for accuracy, accuracy, uh, accountability and requests for accuracy more powerful together. Self-esteem, high self-esteem people more independent. How secure the individual oh my god how secure the individual feels in the group higher security higher independence culture conformity more prevalent in collectivist societies um, people more independent yeah um, gender small difference but women consistently more conformists um, which I think makes some sort of sense because you know in the early days I tend to really speak about our early days of the you know of the humankind of the human beings in these early days um, women because of their natural um, body structure and how they got built um, aren't that physical strong as men were nowadays I you can't really say this because there are people or women um, being precisely that just work out and they look massive and they look like they can destroy me with one punch and just you know tear me apart with two fingers and something like this yeah and this is amazing first of all because i think that's great that you know if these people like it purple this if these people like it they should always be doing these things um but uh, what i initially wanted to say is that um because they weren't too strong alone um, they really had to go in groups in groups of uh, more people or more women to you know have a chance against wild animals or in general predators at my point of view now um, so group traits experts high social status similar or different from the subject um, which makes also um, totally sense if you so if the question was about your subject you just give a total fuck about what other people are saying because you have actual knowledge in this field and if not you may be like again yeah there might be people that you know have a clue about all these or just are um you know pretty uh educated in these fields and so you might be like yeah um this answer might be right because you know there are more people that took this <clears throat> Does conformity change minds? It depends. In the case of Ash's experiment of guessing the length of a line, group pressure only changed public opinion, opinions and not what people believe to be true. However, Leon Festinger says that when reality becomes more complex and, and uncertain, people rely more and more on social reality. When reality is difficult to assess, indeed, individual conforms to the group not out of fear of punishment or exclusion, but because the group supplies the only viable information. Experiments on littering in a parking lot to show conformity to social norms. People kept the place clean if it was clean. 
Uh, yeah, because, it, you know, this makes also some kind of sense, because if this place is just fucked up already, uh, most of the people might be like, yeah, it doesn't matter if my just, if my little lays around there or not. And if it's a pretty clean, um, pretty clean place, people might be like, yeah, I, you know, do not really want to be their own person or their, their only person, sorry, to just, you know, fuck this place apart. Um, but it really, you know, reminds me on the toilets in my school, which are really fucked up, you know. Um, often it seems, especially in the um, women's toilets, that, um, you know, they do not even clean them, which is, you know, I can understand this, because I wouldn't want to clean toilets as well. And um, But the thing is, if they aren't clean, people might not feel like, or maybe I'm not feeling like, you know, uh, leaving it clean again um, but if it's clean before I'm at maybe or I think actually like yeah um, you know I really want to be the person that's you know pissing all over it of the toilet or over the toilet um, but yeah Eliot Aronson proposes not to use the term conformity, which is too general, but of using instead three terms depending on the response to social influence. Compliance, conforming out of fear, bending to power. In the in identification, we are attracted to the person or group, want to be the same and the, the, the opposite. If we don't like, we are less likely to conform works mostly if we don't have strongly held opinion on a subject internalization we wholeheartedly agree and identify with the group or source of influence credibility of the source is important here it's an important difference in compliance the behavior changes only until the group or threat is present albeit permanence yeah permanence can be increased with Commitment to stay within the group and if we discover our changed behavior is good for us. For example, I might say in public, I don't like a political candidate, but then vote for him in private. In identification, internalization, instead, the behavioral change is permanent. Um, so I would really like to, to you know translate all these things because I think these are actually things that um, that could be really important for me. But the thing is, I do not really understand them, which is a pity, which, you know, is a little bit pissing me off, especially because of that, um, or because um, I can't, you know, really talk about it. And so it's just me reading, which um, I always tend to, to, you know, to not to, because, you know, it's not the, not the point of videos that... Um, I only read because you could read it again or yourself. Conformity and letting people die. Eliot Aronson in The Social Animal talks at length about conformity and diffusion of... So conformity. Just I have to... Conformity. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the exact same translation as... Oh, can't, could I even... Ah, okay. Ah. Okay. Um, so he says that, that it is impossible for people to fall ill in the middle of a crowded street with people helping. That's another case of conformity and it happens because some people can't fall ill when people are around. Um, that would help. 
So I think it's important that people actually know that they would help. Um, and then I feel I think you just feel secure. And if you feel secure mentally, um, because of my point of view, or at my point of view, your body is so fucking deeply connected with your mind, um, you will then, you know, be like, yeah, not fall ill just because you think it or think about it or just are secured mentally or feel secure mentally. People look at others to see if it is serious and if nobody acts, nobody will. If someone's on the floor already, people think that if nobody intervent, there is no need to. This is actually something I was hearing or reading, I don't know. I think it was hearing actually in the TV or I was talking with, with someone or just heard somebody talking about it, nevertheless, or anyways. Um, you know, you know you're, or might know, and hopefully you don't know the situation when somebody is laying on the ground, maybe asking for help and whatever, and the more people that, around, that are around uh, this person, the less will just really help them or help her or him or this person, which is actually fucked me up you know it just f fucks me up mentally because it doesn't make any sense but the thing is at the other side it just makes some sense because if they just say um if someone's on the floor already people think that if nobody intervened there is no need to because people actually think that because nobody helped him or her or it if it's an animal even you don't even have to as well which doesn't make any sense but it makes sense as well you know it's it's both sides which is and you know really the fucked up part about it but yeah uh, we don't need to feel guilty if we can keep on walking okay help will be less forthcoming if what does forthcoming mean forthcoming okay yeah i think i understand it's difficult to assess seriousness. Helping is costly or dangerous. People less likely to help bloodied victims. Yeah, I think most people, like you know, do not like to see blood um, subconsciously, not even like you know consciously, because um, it might be also something that's um, you know brought nature into our brains or our patterns of thinking and so on. Uh, you don't think you can actually help and you will be stuck with the situation for long. Um, you don't think that you can actually help. Um, it is something that I actually believe that people are thinking this, even though it's completely shit. And I actually think, and this just reminds me of so many things that people always think like, yeah, I can do that and I can do this and I can do that just before actually or trying to, to do these things which do not make any sense for me because if you haven't even tried these things why would you then be just you know before even trying like yeah I can do this and I can do that I, uh, you know it, it doesn't work out and I don't know at my point of view you should always be trying if it's something different don't try it uh, something different, something dangerous, do not try it. Um, you know, if it's just some, some normal shit, try it. You know, if you can't lose anything, try it. Just, you know, because of procrastination or I don't know what you might be thinking. But try it. 
you can it. You are able to. I know it. Even if you do not know it yourself, I know it. I do not know it. I do not know you. and do not know your situation. But please just do it. We just, you know, we just really um, stop with thinking about it in theory. We are in, in an era where all the people aren't doing anymore. And I don't understand it. But yeah. <laughs> the tendency to help can be increased if uh, people can help easily. Helping will have a strong and direct impact. I, I will not even read along or uh, read, read ahead because helping will have a strong and direct impact on themselves. And this is actually related to um, what they were talking about before, um, which, was, which was, if you do not know, um, people are always trying to bring themselves into a good light or just, you know, they have to think about themselves positively, positively or just good. And if it has an impact on um, the view others have of them or they have even on themselves, they will do it because they know that it, you know, will help them, you know, be a little bit higher in the society pyramid of, I don't know, eating shit. No, just, you know, of the society pyramid. And, um, but, you know, then... At my point of view, they will probably do it. But I will read. Uh, helping, will, helping will have a strong and direct impact. Less people help when pain is intense because they don't think they can do much. So it was just something else, but never mind. I'm just... Um, you know, I, I, really, I really mean what I, was, uh, what I was saying just before. Or I just, you know, trust in it. Or I'm honestly with it. No, never mind. So if there is a sense of shared meaning, which means uh, camping where people feel like kindred, kindred souls, it's difficult to move away in the subway car uh, versus the street. So if there is a sense of shared meaning, and if, this is a, if it is difficult, the power of advertising. Aronson explains how the power of ad by the way, um, this is, if you haven't seen the post, um, normal advertising or normal ads in a newspaper and magazine both um, cost around 16 bucks or 16 dollars or whatever it was. Yes, it was measured in dollars, actually. Um, will cost you 16 dollars to reach around 1,000 people. The problem with newspapers and magazines and all these things is that they most of the time reach potentially more people which then means that um, I think most of the time they they uh, uh, you know they maybe are reaching about I don't know 100,000 people if it's a big city or even more and then you have to think about it yeah 16 times 100 would be then 160 dollars for just reaching these uh, 100 thousand people potentially but the thing is with online uh, or sorry offline advertising at my point of view it is like you know you can't really interact with it you you just see it in the newspaper and you just you know leave this site or whatever um, but the thing is uh, social media marketing uh, but uh, not marketing but uh, advertising uh, has an average cost of 2.50 dollars you can potentially reach 1,000 
people with under three dollars. And at my point of view, because of all these interactions you can do, or um, also because you can do just or can reach just a lot more uh, people with that, um, it is just especially for um, you know upcoming. Uh, firms or companies or upcoming startup startups and all these things, social media marketing or social media advertising and um, you know in general online advertising is pretty important. But let's go ahead reading. Aronson explains how the power of advertising is highest in children, but they quickly catch on. Skepticism goes up not just with age but also with education. However. And that's not to say that skeptics are immune to commercials. Usually there's a relation between exposure or how often we are exposed to a commercial and how and to how much we believe it to be true. Which I think just means that um, if you see a commercial just like, you know, every 10 seconds you will actually believe in it. And this also contributes to the thinking of just using uh, online advertising, because, because, because it you know isn't that expensive, ex expensive as offline advertising. Um, you can just do more of it. You can just you know make one day of this ad and another day as well, and you know another day and another day and another day and another day. But your newspaper or magazine, uh, you know, ad is only in this one magazine. And this one magazine, you know, the person read it and then they throw it away. But I do not really want to sell you uh, online advertising. I only think that it is a good way. But I do not really want to say that offline marketing is full of shit and, you know, isn't or can't be used for anything. There are reasons why to use offline marketing, especially if you have maybe a target audience of 70 plus. There might not be too much people 70 plus on, I don't know, Facebook or Instagram. It's just what it is today. I think, I do not know the data uh, exactly, but I suppose it to be like this. Um, usually there is a relation uh, threaded, and there is a note of, note of the author uh, this was a major flaw in the social animal for me, as the author didn't question the causation here. For example, he didn't consider that politicians who get more donation to run ads are also already more likely to win. Um, so just before, Aronson says that candidates who spend most money on TV commercials are also most likely to win the election. Um, yeah, which then means, as the author of this article says, that if you have more money, the chances are just better for you to win because people will see your things more and more. And this also, as I'm just thinking about it, um, this is also contributing the thinking of just creating value or not value, also value, but volume. And this is actually something I've been trying on my social media challenge, challenges, yeah, channels, channels um, so heavily. I'm putting out six posts on three platforms and on YouTube I make one and uh, on a podcast I make at least one. And yeah, this is just like, yeah, if more people see my shit, more people would maybe be into my shit. Yeah, this is good for me. <laughs> and the central and peripheral 
routes to persuasion. There are two ways to persuasion. Weighing arguments with facts and, figure, and figures or in less judicious, it's J-U-D-I-C-I-O-U-S manner. Aronson doesn't exactly use the terms here, but it seems like the old argument of logic versus emotions. And we are most skeptical to the theoretical roots that we would think, for example. We would think, for example. And this is also something that um, I have been reading before, um, which is something really um, difficult at my point of view. Um, what I'm describing now is just, you know, the facts versus your emotions. Because... It doesn't matter how the facts are. Um, we are most likely to just choose something that's either familiar to us or something that we would just like to be true. Um, it seems like, you know, it seems like he's... <laughs> it seems like, you know, I, I'm joking, but I'm, I'm not. And it is actually something I've been experiencing before and I think you have experienced as well. You had... A question or you had just a choice and you had a few answers to it you had just a few options of it or to it or whatever and then it was like yeah you took something you just want to have or just you know wanted to be true or um, maybe it was familiar to you or the thing is what I want to say we often just choose something that's not you know because of our emotions not because the facts are just, you know, the facts are black and white. But the thing is, we just, you know, choose through our emotions. Um, at the end, most important is that uh, you are choosing your option because um, it contributes your goals you have in your future, you have in your life, and or it contributes the your values. Which is at my point of view, and I've been talking about it just a lot before, it is really important that you know your goals and you know your values. Because if you have your goals and values, you can just decide all your decisions you have to make in your life. Because all of these choices you could make should be based then on your values and goals. Your values and goals. Because it wouldn't make any sense to choose something else that's not contributing either your values or your goals. Because if you choose something else, um, why would you? Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, um, so the example, the examples, uh, slogans that rhyme convince us more. Uh, okay, clever nicknames, death tax to convince people against succession tax, which is interesting. Communication persuasiveness. So it's pursues ifness or pursue sifness. <laughs> uh, Aaron says that there are three major variables that command the persuasive power of communication. The source of communication, who says it? What's pursuesiveness? Pursuesiveness. No. Persuasiveness. Persuasiveness. Yeah, 
was just thinking about this. The source of communication, who is saying is, makes sense. If you're talking about a scientific topic, you you know you would be more impressed by someone who is actually educated in this field than by someone who is just you know someone, not just like you know uh, Nobel Prize owner is the first one, and then the second one is I don't know someone who is working in Starbucks, and you I think you might choose um, you know the better better educated person. The nature of the community, I don't know what I'm talking now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what I'm talking, but I can't express it like, uh, like I wanted to today. The nature of the communication, how he says it, which is, I think, really important. Um, first of all, uh, how he says it in terms, or she actually, it's not about always him, uh, how she is saying it. Uh, in terms of the words she uses and the structures she uses and especially the tone of voice she has because this makes a really really big difference at my point of view the audience to whom he says it yeah makes sense because if they or he is telling to kindergarten kids then they might not be that interested in him first of all and second of all um, they have just you know really other patterns to choose whom they um, they might be uh, be trusting yeah will I go through this I would be very interested in it and no but I think I'm just talking also a little bit now I really have to thank you for being with me this time it um, wasn't that a great episode and I'm really sorry for that if you didn't get something out of it but I'm really um, of the point of view that you got more out of it than uh, I have because I just do not understand what it is all about. And, and me not being able to translate anything is also just, you know, something that's not that good. But I shouldn't complain, everything is fine. I've made this episode for today and I know that you will... Uh, get something out of it. This is just, you know, the most important thing for me um, for now, uh, because, you know, I might be not feeling good about this episode, but, um, you know, just because I do not like it doesn't mean that you do not like it or somebody else is, isn't liking it. Um, so the thing is, and it's, it is just some kind of tip for you as well, I think, if you're content producer either on i don't know youtube or facebook or instagram or whatever platform you are just put out all the content you have it's it's not like yeah perfectionist is you know total bullshit perfection doesn't make any sense it's inhuman and nothing is perfect yeah we all want things to be perfect but it just isn't and we all have to cope with it and all have to agree with that and we all have to be sure about it and you know just know it so put out your stuff, value and volume. I always say value, but I actually mean volume. Volume, as you can see by this episode or through this episode, is very important because, yeah, people just, you know, um, like you more or just trust you more or um, maybe believe in you more because they just see your posts over and over and over and over and over again. And But, yeah, I hope deeply that you have a wonderful day a wonderful night whatever country you are in or time zone 
and that everything is good in your life. You have the wealth, you have the health and if you do not have the wealth, just either be patient or work on something besides your job that, um, you know, just something you love to um, to monetize it some little time after. But um, I understand that people have to work on things or have to work a job that they actually do not like because they need the money. This, this makes sense to me. And I also think that uh, I will have to work uh, a normal job before I can, you know, monetize my uh, passions or my, how did I say, like this YouTube thing. Um, but yeah, I hope you have wealth, health and everything. And the most important thing is that you are happy. And I wish so deeply that you are happy, who is just, you know, maybe listening to me, maybe watching me. Um, and the actual thing is, I really hope some kind of, and I should really hope, I should either say I should really hope that nobody has to listen to it or has to watch this because this means that someone isn't that happy maybe or if you just you know like information and value it's great but um, I just hope you have the health and wealth and happiness you you want this is really something I wish everybody especially happiness It's nothing worse than being unhappy every day. It's just, you know, drown, drowns everybody, everybody's soul and body. But uh, to, to leave it with a positive uh, wipe, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you the next time. I love you. <laughs>